Today's show brought to you by VJ Shoes. If you caught the awesome discounts in January of 20 off and then the ORM code and then plus free shipping, good for you because all that's gone. However, your man Matt still has a discount for you that's 25 off. Now, this is not going to be like they constantly do this. So we're giving you the only discount they've got right now in the USA at ORM Feb for 25 off. The other discount is gone and probably not coming back. They gave you free shipping. They gave you another 20 off just for being new and exciting. But dude, go ahead and order these shoes now. Or I'm Feb, get to 25 off. I just switched a half size up. It turns out I needed it. So if you're the kind of guy or gal that wears them a half size up, I would highly recommend it. So you got more room in the old toe box. Ladies and gentlemen, the VJ Shoes, sponsor of this month's episode. Sorry, this week's episode ORM Feb for 25 off, super massive lugs, nice big fat toe box, especially if you go a half size up, and of course, rock plate, blah, blah, blah. Go check them out on the web. That's VJShoesUSA.com. Yeah. Get up. Welcome to the Obstacle Racing Media Podcast with Matt B. Davis. With over 300 episodes since 2012, Matt has produced the most consistent podcast in OCR. Each episode, Matt speaks with race directors, athletes, and industry insiders to bring you the most in-depth interviews and conversations in the world of obstacle racing, adventure runs, and ultra marathons. If you have small children nearby, now is the time to put on some headphones or send them off to watch Phineas and Ferb, as there are occasionally four-letter words. Which are not bleeps. Now. Here is your host. Now here is your goddamn host. Now here's your host, fucking Mappy Davis. Good day, everyone. Welcome back to the Obscurity Media Podcast. I am your host, Mappy Davis. If you're nursing your Super Bowl hangover on this Tuesday morning, I hope I can make your day just that much better. As you heard, I was at the Super Bowl. I got a lot of content for that. However, you're going to have to go over to the Atlanta podcast feed to hear most of that. We just released a special one on Sunday. Gary Vaynerchuk and Ryan Woods. little 25-minute episode over there, but that's in this feed. Go check out the Atlanta podcast this week and in the coming weeks for more episodes. On the ORM feed, we've got a new episode for you every Tuesday, plus... Obstacle Discourse with Davis and Chase every Thursday. Last week it came out a little early in video form, and I meant to get it to you in audio form as well. I may still do that, uh, but we did a special one with all the big news going around. I want to thank all those Patreon members. Patreon money just came through. It's about to leave your credit card or debit card. So thanks for contributing and being a part of the family. So excited. Hey, did you know I just gave a pair of shoes away? If you're in that ad, I needed a half size up in my shoes, so I gave my old pair away. Only got about 30, 40 miles on them, maybe 25. I'm not good with math, but you just got yourself a pair of VJ shoes. Haven't announced the winner yet, but will soon. But Patreon is a way for you to support me. Hey, man, I really support you. I really love you, Matt. I, I think this content's great. I'm glad what you do for the sport. All those things that you're saying to yourself, if you want to contribute, you can. You absolutely don't have to. It's never mandatory. I do want to read a review by Dark Horse Vic. Now, Dark Horse Vic just left one, right? But guess what? He left another one. It says, yes, I am that victor that has won the most terrain races, except he spelled terrain, Turan. I have over 40 big checks, and I also 
don't know how to write you a note, so I have to leave you another review. So you're welcome for another five-star review. See you in Jacksonville, Dark Horse Vic. Thank you, Vic. See you in Jacksonville. Indeed, that's just a couple of weeks away. The first Spartan race of the year. Well, the first Spartan U.S. Series race of the year. Spartan is also supposed to have a Mountain Series update and a Stadion Series update by the time you hear this. So stay tuned for that. And definitely good old Josh Chase and I will be discussing that Thursday on the Davis and Chase show, also known as Obstacle Discourse. Today's drink today is Kroger Seltzer Water, naturally flavored pink grapefruit. That's right. I said grapefruit. Not going to fix it. On today's program, Joe Fegis. Joe Fegis, if I meet any ultra runner in the world and I have a chance to say, do you know Joe Fegis? They all say the same thing. He's amazing. They love him. He's awesome. Uh, As you will hear on the program, we talk about the various records that he's set uh, at timed races. I had him on way back in the old days. Matt B. Davis runs shows. I'll link that. Back then, I barely had an idea who he was. I just knew he was somebody and talked to him. And so, lo, these many years later, as I said, he's been a great guy. Actually came to my race that I put on. And it was time for a catch-up. So we went for a little run around the neighborhood, and we did a little catch-up. So I hope you enjoy this chat with ultra runner Joe Fegis. All right, so February, what did I just say it was? February 12th, 2013. You got a good memory. It is now, today's date is Thursday, August 16th, 2018. And we don't have flying cars yet. (laughs) So in the five and a half years since we last spoke, uh, <laughs> I don't remember anything we talked about. I have, yeah, I don't either. So don't feel bad. Did that even ring any bells for you? Like you remember like that day at all? You know, just briefly. Yep. Us, Hold it close to your mouth a little bit. Just uh, briefly, us. You know, meeting in uh, Atlanta five in the morning. Uh, you know, after a, a, a training run with the, the fasties in Atlanta. But no, I mean it's just it's just so much has happened in the last five years. Yes. <laughs> so let let let. We won't cover every race you've done, but the easiest way to do it would be to kind of go through these like ultra sign up results, right? Sure. Be kind of a way to kind of give us some context. So, four days later, you went to Destin. It looks like. Yes. And you won that race. Yeah, it, it turned out that one was kind of a, a crazy event because it was uh, Zane Holsher, the race director, uh, had promoted it to to be a Guinness Book. Uh, of uh, records uh, attempt for because it was flat uh, because it's uh, the most miles run on the beach. You ran a, a Destin it was one mile out, one mile back. So you uh, you did that for twenty four hours and and you have sounds to, riveting. It, well, <laughs> you know uh, the riveting uh, nature. Yeah, it's not so riveting watching, but uh, you have that uh, uh, what do you call it? The, the slanted beach that you have to the camber. Did you run barefoot? I uh, did not run. I, w- I wore my uh, toeless uh, hokas, but actually had some uh, fabric that uh, was sewed on there to, to keep it from sand getting in there. But I ended up uh, breaking the, the Guinness record. I think it was, uh, what, 134 miles. But, uh, it, you know, it, it, it was one of the toughest 24-hour runs. I thought that was more t- uh, tough than running on the pavement. So, All right. And then... Uh, you win two more races like a month later, two of them a week apart. So, uh, Palm 100, which was 100K, it says. Yeah, you know, that, that, uh, looking back, I think that was probably the peak of my 
fitness. I remember, I vividly remember the week before, during the week of, of Palm, I had the best training run I've ever had in Atlanta uh, with the Wednesday group of all things, Ken Youngers, uh, who's a legend here in Atlanta for, for 10K, 5K running. Uh, he, I, I think, uh, Is he one of the Peachtree? He has done quite well at the Peace Tree, but he's uh, he's probably 58, 59, and he's still putting the hammer on college and in high school runners by you know running a low six, six uh, sixteen minute uh, five Ks. Nice. Anyway, I was I was competitive. I didn't get dropped as bad by Ken that week, so I go down to Palm. 100k and i think it starts in like maybe fort lauderdale and you run 50k out turn around and come 50k back and it was the worst race ever i mean it was like the the heat and humidity at the start were off the charts and i and uh i mean i I did win but uh just remember being so disappointed that i had the best training week i had but then had such a poor results sometimes you know it doesn't always work out like that so in a rate in a in a non-looped race a non whatever you call those right in, a, in an actual in an actual point to point or in this case an out and back um are you leading most of the way what is i, I assume it just mentally it's got to be so different and what does it feel like are you happy are you suffering are you like hey i'm happy i'm winning this thing like where are you at you know i mean i always will run uh against myself at least for the you know until the end if, the, if i'm in a competition but i mean i just remember being literally first five miles into it with my heart rate jacked up thinking oh, i want to get the hell off this course right <laughs> so uh you know uh but it is a little bit different mindset with 99k to go right there you go <laughs> there you go yep but i'm saying but to you whatever point that you come to the lead of this race, are you even aware of it? Like, I assume volunteers are telling you or yeah, whatever I mean, support you've got. It, hey, first at, place. For this race, I, uh, I can't remember who was who else was in it, but it was relatively early on where I did. I, I knew I was in the lead and, and uh, would just, uh, you know, was aware of where I stood. But how do you, f- like, how do you feel? Like, you're, is it just the suffering? Like I said, does the feeling of, like, being in first – drive you at all or are you just like i can't wait no, for this thing is I over mean, it, it, and then the relief hits it, you it's 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 the set it's it's how good you know on your scale of a one to a hundred from an effort standpoint you know how did i did i accomplish on that and and like i said it was even though i won and i and you know i don't it was a respectable performance from a time standpoint it was absolutely disappointing because because you uh, felt like shit yeah well not not because just i felt like shit you always feel like shit when you do an ultra but uh compared to the workout i had earlier in the week which i thought was my best ever not to i was probably you know 60 on the the scale to 100 of uh where i should have been right all right i'm gonna skip a couple of these because this one just jumped out so vol state which is another one that i don't think i would ever try maybe i would um, I certainly would be more likely to try that than say Barkley, but tell people what Vol State is. Hey, Vol State is uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's in the one of my top three races ever uh, for enjoyment. That's a 500k that uh, Gary Cantrell, aka Laz Lazarus, puts on. Uh, that starts in uh, uh, Kentucky. You take a, uh, a ferry across to Missouri. 
Uh, you come back, and then you, uh, you end up running eight miles, I think, into Tennessee, and you run across Tennessee to Georgia, Alabama, where you finish, and it's a total of 500K, um, and uh, it's just like nothing else where you're uh, running through, you know, uh, little towns of, of uh, backwoods Tennessee, back roads, dogs, this, that, and the other, you know, in July, uh, hotter than hell, probably, you know, 90 degrees and in, in humidity off the charts. Um, you could either do it crude or screwed. Uh, I ended up running uh, crude, uh, and my, my goal was to break uh, Dwayne Satterfield's course record at the time, uh, which was a daunting, you know, prospect. But uh, uh, absolutely amazing to, to have a journey like that. Well, but unlike, uh, uh, let's just say, sort of a regular ultra because you're out there for that many days and it's not like aren't you like like sleeping like on the side of the road or in a hotel or uh yeah i mean i i was uh, crude so I, I had it much you know better from that respect although i mean i think i slept okay so what would i run it in 80 hours so it's a little over three days I think 80 I, hours 10 minutes 16 seconds i think i may have slept uh in a hotel for a couple hours once or twice and then i remember i think on the final uh day uh you know uh my crew rich chick uh, had uh put out a, a pad uh and just a, a couple times on the side of a, a ramp exit ramp that drew the attention of the local police for uh stopping and wa- wondering why this guy's uh laying uh uh, alongside the road uh, so rich always had the uh, formidable task of explaining to the police you know the local police so what was going on but um, so yes that is, that's something unique about the races you sometimes sleep and now so I, this, I I'm confused okay because so there's crude or screwed right in, in, in ultra sign up they call it aided sure but I've read it multiple times right and I still don't understand it that 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 yes you can get aid or not get aid but Basically, if you take the shuttle, you're you're not getting aid, and but you should take the shuttle. Like I'm just so confused by that part of it, by the they're gonna drive you across versus you don't get driven across the bus or whatever the fuck it is. You don't even know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you just basically if you're 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 screwed, then you're always gonna take the bus. If you're crewed, uh, there's no need because you could have your crew bring you to the start. Right. But that's that's about the extent of it. Okay. All right. Move on. <laughs> So did you break the record? I did. Does yeah. it still stand? No, damn it. Uh, Greg Armstrong uh, had, I guess it was last year or year four, he he got me by about an hour. So uh, we're looking to possibly go back next year and uh, uh, get it. I may use that for a, a tune-up run for the, for the upcoming six-day, but uh, yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Greg had a phenomenal performance. All right, so... That you'd mentioned you hadn't been to Phoenix yet, and I want to bring that up because I do remember one of the last things I said to you was, "Why do you want to run for six days around a track or is a loop, whatever it is?" Uh, and you said, "Well, I've run for three days, and I want to see what six days feels like." Yeah, so <laughs> which is a very zen that was uh, <laughs> way to approach it. And I was like, "Okay," and then it, and then you won that and set some sort of record again. Yes, uh, at the time uh, it. it it was uh, I think I ran five five fifty five, which was the 
uh, official American record. It wasn't the unofficial that uh, uh, Stu Middleman had, had run further, but uh, at the time that was my immediate goal, and uh, that was a, uh, just a, uh out-of-body experience, so to speak. Um, uh, learned so much. Uh, ran against the legendary Giannis Kourouz from Greece. Now, now Giannis is the world record holder. He had run 644 miles, I believe, uh, as the uh, world record when he was 31. Now he's 57 at this time. So almost 100 miles more. Yes. It's unbelievable. Yes. yes. Now he did it when he was 31. So anyway, I knew I was going to have a tough uh, battle uh this being my debut, didn't know what to expect. I'd only run three days. Uh, but what was interesting is I remember they had monetary rewards. So at the first runner that ran 400 miles got $400. First runner 500 miles got $500. Regardless of how you finish. Regardless of how you finish. So there was a, you know, there was uh, Giannis, he came from Greece. He came to win some money and... Uh, you, so there was strategy involved about okay when are you going to sleep if you want to be the first person to 400 you had to you had to gauge when you're going to sleep and and keep an eye on your competition if you if you're trying to win that those benchmarks so that uh was something that uh was was kind of fun uh looking back um and uh i, I think i pissed off uh Giannis cuz i was able to win the 400 and the 500 um, and take the money, uh, but uh, looking back, when I finished the re- uh, two things, one is day one, I had a, uh, a posterior tibial tendonitis, where basically the muscle where your shoestring, uh, right above there, had a red welt uh, develop, scared the hell out of me. And now Rich Schick, uh was a medic in the army. And uh, he, he said, hey, I think it's just tendonitis. It's not permanent. Just keep running. So I did, and it was, it was painful and uncomfortable. Day, uh, day five, or really uh, day six, I felt it, like, pop a little bit, like the, the sheath, and it really scared me. I, I didn't know if I was going to rupture at any time. Uh, ended up making it through. Uh, but I was, it, in the airport, I remember having to be wheelchair assisted uh, to to make it home. So uh, it running six days is is I cannot say it's uh, it's good for your body or healthy. How long does it take you to recover from that? For that one, it took me probably three to five weeks um, to, to to get back at it. And wasn't there some sort of controversy around that one, or is that another year? Ah, uh, it, it was both years, I would say. It was a little bit of controversy in that Giannis, um, at least his crew members, after the race uh, expressed some displeasure with my, uh, basically that I was competing against him personally rather than focusing on just doing my best uh, to, to get the most miles. So I was making it more of a race against him than just doing my best, uh, which, you know, hey, you, Whenever you run a six-day, it's very easy to say things uh, that uh, you may not mean later, or uh, your emotions run high. I mean, when you're when you're, you know, I mean, Giannis slept. That, that's another big thing difference. He slept eight hours in six days. I slept probably 25 hours in six days. 
So, I mean, that could give you some sense for... Well, that, that, it sort of reminds me of what uh, uh, I've heard in the pros, not in college, because college, there can be such a disparity in talent, but in the pros, like sometimes uh, a team will quote-unquote run up the score, right? Like the Patriots are known for like run up the score. And as my man uh, Mike Wilbon says, like, stop them. You're going to bitch fucking play some fucking defense. Right. right. Again, not college kids because that's sure. different. But in the pros, you're going to get mad at them for not kicking a field goal? Fuck you. Stop them. So I'm going to be mad at you for trying to win money and win the whole race. Now, if you had blown up and you didn't win the entire race, then maybe they'd have that argument, which still doesn't make sense. But it turns out you won both. And, and like so I it said, just sounds I, like I, some I, weird I, shit. I think it's just... When you're exhausted... You know. They just said some shit with emotions really high. Exactly. That's all. Um, that's, yeah, that's... You know, I mean, hey, and, you know, I've, uh, I've said stuff in running six days with my, my your crew members. It's probably the world's worst job to be a crew handler in a six day. I, I threw my water bottle at Rich, uh, you know, because he didn't give me the right bottle. Of course, dude. Even in a 24-hour event... You can... Same you, thing. Your, your brain is depleted. Your... your like, I don't think I would ever want my wife to crew for me. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm sure I would say something really stupid. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> you got it. But you guys run together, you and the wife. We, we do. But, uh, you know, we did. We tried to do Vol stay together, uh, uh, screwed, and uh, quickly learned that uh, when you do a, a race of that distance, you know, two people generally, if you have different pacing strategies, it's best to do your own thing. Of course. So. Right? Yep. Because it's it's... It's it's very hard even with friends, mm-hmm. um, you know. So a bi- the biggest ultra endurance race in our world is this thing called the world's toughest mudder. Okay. Nicodemus has done it a couple times. I'm trying to think of any other ultra guys have snuck in there. Not really. And it's twenty four hours. It was ten mile loops. Now it's five mile loops typically with a bunch of obstacles. Right. So there's pl- multiple water submersions. You're usually wearing a wetsuit. It's crazy weather. Whatever. Right. It's actually going to be here this year. Um, uh. But usually, you know, the top guys are the top guys. But then there's me and you, right? The average guy. Well, not you. Me and my friends, <laughs> the average guy. And you'll say to each other, well, let's stick together. But if anybody's feeling it, then you got to just go on. You have to establish that early on so no one, the guy getting left behind doesn't feel left behind. And the guy running doesn't feel like he's doing. Because in the moment, you can always feel like, well, I should stay. And then you regret it later. It's like you got to lay it down ahead of time. Like, hey, you're my buddy and you're my bro. But guess what? I'm going to drop you. Got it. If this happens. Yep. Now, or not. Or, hey, we're going to, like, whatever the plan is, stick to it. Or the plan is, hey, no, no man left behind. Let's just have fun together. Understood. Right? Yep. You got it. So you, you and your wife wanted her. to try to stick together, and it didn't work. It didn't work. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I do want to ask you about this. I do want to ask you about the six days in the dome thing, because I remember when that came around. So that's, that's the next year, 2014. So wait, you're... You're RDing and participating? Well, I, I yeah, Zane actually was the RD, but it, it was really my brainchild to, to have this indoor six-day trying to create the perfect conditions, you know, for runners. And uh, it turned out to be a mistake on my part because I ended up doing just a lot of stress in runners coming to me about, uh, you know, any issue with the race. And we had some issue before the race started with uh, – the, we wanted to have online uh, timing and, and had some technical issues with it. I mean, at, at the end of the day, the race turned out to be a spectacular success. But 
Uh, there was a couple hour delay. So there was a lot of, I remember starting the race being worn out and thinking, I really don't want to be out here, which is the last thing you want to do. And then early, relatively early on, uh, day one, I, uh, I start peeing red blood and this wasn't coca-cola it was bright red blood and i'm like what the hell's going on so i was like i had rich chick with me i made rich go in the bath rich i said look i'm peeing red blood what what the hell is this rhabdo you know i mean i don't know if you're familiar with rhabdo but uh that's the last thing you want tell tell our listeners what rhabdo Rhabdo is and what causes myelitis is it's uh kidney uh where your kidneys aren't uh uh, filtering properly, uh, and it it happens for for not only ultra marathoners but marathon runners and and even some shorter events. But you know one of the telltale signs is having uh, blood in your urine, and I was worried about that. Rich uh, did some research and, and and said no, it's it's likely your your bladder walls rubbing together. You're probably empty. Um, and, and convinced me to, to keep running. But b- bottom line, for five days, it eventually got where it was orange, but it, uh, it was frequently having to go to the bathroom and just a miserable feeling. So, I mean, everything that could go wrong, basically. We're, we're, we're going to have to move inside. This guy's cutting the grass right by us. We can keep talking. Okay. I'm going to pause this real quick. All right. We're now inside the house. I couldn't even imagine, like, you know, this 20-mile race I do, like, people ask me if I'm going to run it, and I'm like, well, maybe in, like, 10 years when it's really handled and blah, blah, blah. Like, I couldn't imagine, because just because, you know, in my race is a simple little thing, I couldn't imagine trying to put on a six-day race, even as a co-RD. It just seems like a recipe for disaster. It, it, was, it was a monumental task from doing it remotely from, from that distance. For and Like I said, it... Um, it, it turned out to be at the end of the day it was a it was very very successful all the run i'd say 90 percent of the runners really had uh, a good time uh and uh the uh, moving forward the the most recent six day race that we're going to be putting on we have a lot of runners that were in alaska that will be running this one as well all right but when you say these perfect conditions why why am i going to alaska to run indoors that's sort of the big question you know, he, um you know here here's was the thinking you wanted to have uh, a cool temperature for me the ideal temperature is 55 degrees so that that it was a, a indoor dome and you wanted to have i wanted to have it on a good surface well they had a 440 meter oversized track that circled the uh ice skating or soccer field uh, i'm sorry soccer fields uh, so, you, you know, you, you weren't going to be limited to if you went to a regular indoor college track, most of the tracks are 200 or maybe 300 meters. Uh, so this you know, had perfect surface, perfect temperature. Your logistics as far as sleeping, uh, you know, were, uh, were ideal. Uh, so um, that was the thought process of I was like it did all the searching and the only uh, venue that I could really came up with at the time was uh, the Alaska Dome. I mean, and it, and it was good for them because we're hosting it in August. Uh, and you know, who in Alaska wants to be indoors when it's nice outside? It's a, it just made a lot of sense from a supply and demand standpoint of being able to, to uh, afford it uh, and uh, you know carry it on. Right. All right. So I want to talk to you about Race for the Ages because of all the stuff you've done. That's actually one that I've done. Okay. And uh, 
it was a life changing experience for me. Okay. Um, because uh, I had DNF'd a bunch of races. So so there was some ultra there was some ultra obstacle races that I DNF'd. I DNF that point to point hundred mile of that Thunder Rock. Have you gone and done that one? I have not. I've heard of it. So okay. I I tried the first year. I tried it, did it with Christian. Christian finished. Um, and uh, so my goal was to get a hundred, right? Okay. So sort of the baseline, right, for everybody, Got it. right? So the concept is you get many years as you're alive. So I was forty four at the time, and I didn't I didn't post about it a bunch on social media. I was just like, I'm going and I'm going to get my hundred, right? right. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, giving you a hard time about the walking around the one loop. So I, when I try to explain it to people, you know, it's one mile and you go around, people are like, what? (laughs) Right? They lose their minds, right? A hundred. And they're like, how do you do that? And it's like, you know, literally one step at a time. And. The reason it was life-changing was because I never really got what that meant until this race, right? Because the mind says, this is fucking stupid. You can't keep going. What, how are you going to keep going X amount of hours left? Whatever it is, right? And I forced myself to say, nope, you just have to take the next step and the next step and the next step. And then that usually eventually takes you out of it. You start thinking about some other problem you have or whatever it is. And then... To come, this is my experience. You come back to that about a million times. Like I distinctly remember when I hit seventy four, right? I was like seventy four, awesome. And I was like, wait, twenty six. Fuck, I have a marathon to go, <laughs> right? Yep. And even then, it was like, nope. Next step, next step, next step. And so I, I kind of broke through some wall I'd never broken through. Okay, that's great. Right. Yep. Now, I don't know that I want to do it again anytime soon. Right. I think maybe when I'm 50, I'll go. Plus, you get to be around lads, and you make good relationships, and like I met some cool people, sure. right? Yep. Um, all that stuff that goes with it. And like when I was done, I was like, yeah, I don't want to do that again anytime soon. So you're someone that does these kinds of races over and over and over again. I mean, is that what it is for you? Is it finding that place of not quitting and then pushing through it? Is that why you do it so much? Yeah, I mean, I, the reason, normally there's a goal. There, normally there's, you know, for uh, Alaska, or for, I'm sorry, for the sixth day in uh, cross years, it was to break the American record. I broke the American record, but I did not break uh, the, the, the unofficial one, which was 577. So why do you say unofficial? Because uh, the, the, it was... It was the record uh, paperwork, you know, wasn't submitted. Um, so for for Stu Middleman, so it was really everybody recognized it was five seventy seven, not the five fifty one that was officially recognized. So when I went to Alaska, it was to break the the five seventy seven. Uh, so I did five eighty, but um, in the U S. the 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 real benchmark. Uh, was 600 miles, so, you know, to, hey, uh, you know, can you break 600 miles? So um, it's always having a goal in some form or fashion just to go run a race for the purpose of, uh, of uh, a, I don't, I'm not one to do fun runs generally, but I will do them, okay? I will do them, but it's not my forte. You mean just like, hey, let's just do this race and see what happens and have some fun? 
Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll do it occasionally, but usually there's a purpose for a race that I'm, I'm doing. You know, it, it, either it's going to be a training run for another race uh, or there's a goal behind it. And so then it's just about the goal. And when you feel like shit, it doesn't matter because it's just about getting the yeah, goal. Yeah, usually, I mean, you're, you know, you're focused on achieving that goal. Yes, absolutely. And that's enough for you to keep going. Uh, yes. Um, and I do get some sense of when you do the, uh, and I'm sure you, uh, you experienced it when you did the uh, uh, race for the ages. When you do a six-day race, man, you do get some uh, unique uh, highs and lows. So where you're at three, in a, you know, I'm in Hungary at three in the morning on day five. Uh, with I'm the only one out there, you know, at, at uh, running around this uh, uh, mile or half mile loop, and you got whether it's Guns and Roses or Metallica, you know, uh, going uh, through your your head. It, it's it's a neat thing, you know. It's 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 it, you, you you get there is there is something to be said for the highs and lows of running an ultra marathon. Yeah, and there's just like I've written about this, so I didn't want to talk about it too much, but. I wrote it a while ago and many people haven't read it. So I'll just, I'll share it with you because I know you'll experience it. So first of all, you know, that guy, Dan Baglione. Yes. So Dan was my hero all weekend. Okay. And anytime in the middle of the night, if I felt like stopping, it's usually when I'd see him Mm -hmm. and this guy's 86 years old and barely fucking moving. Right. Barely. But he was moving. Right. Absolutely. And then the next year he passed. So it made it even more special. Because I, I, like, I'll never forget that guy, oh, regardless. Yeah. And then he passed the next year, and now I feel like I, like, yeah, I mean, makes me want to cry and now. And same thing with me, D Bag. I mean, I, I, I had D Bag was one of the, the guys that came out to Alaska, and uh, you know, I was, I was, uh, would uh, frequently share a message with with Dan, and and same thing, seeing you know uh, many seventy and even eighty year olds, and we have in the six day coming up, we have some eighty year olds running, and, and they're running for records. They're running for age group records, uh, and it, it, yeah, that's that's absolutely uh, enthusiasm. Seeing that enthusiasm for others, and whether you know they're doing their own personal goal, uh, you know, but but that's that's catchy, absolutely. Yeah, the other thing that I I remember is, you know, as you get to know the people, right, you know, you take a few laps with whoever as the weekend goes on, and, and you know, you know, everybody knew it was my first one, and so as we were getting closer, people would cheer me on, like, hey, how many you got, right? You get your 100 yet? And, like, these people don't know me at all. And another thing I wrote about was, uh, so I'd heard about, I knew about you and cutting the shoes. I'd never done it. Uh, my hot spot's right here and right here. Okay. So I was like, hey, um, I need somebody to cut my shoes. They're like, oh, so-and-so will do it. I forget the guy's name even. And he wasn't there. And when I came around the next time, that dude was like, hey, I heard you were looking for me. So it's like word had gotten around yeah. this chick's husband, and then he cut my shoes for me. Uh, it's, it's, it really is a neat community. Uh, you know, it, 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 it certainly is. and um, Absolutely, yeah. Um, and again, I just feel like anytime you can be around Laz, because who knows how long he'll be with us, is pretty special, right? I love Laz. Right. Uh, it, it, Laz came out to Alaska with us and uh, did some uh, uh, some of his observations. Uh, he's such a talented writer uh, and and sees things uh, in in different lights. I mean that that 
just opened your eyes. So uh, love having him. Well, around. he's like he's like like he said a bunch of stuff up in Barkley that I didn't record. That I'm like, well, I wish I had recorded that because that's like so like Zen genius. The stuff he says to people when they come off the mountain. I mean, the very first thing he said to me when I got there. So I got there on Friday afternoon. And there's a guy who's already been out there for two days, right? Because it's the race for the ages. And he goes, you ever shown up to a race that you were already 100 miles behind? <laughs> At the start of the race, you're negative 100 behind the leader. And I was just like, nope. <laughs> Welcome to race for the ages. Exactly. Right? That's, that's, that's it. <laughs> All right. So I remember being very confused uh, about our last chat. Um, you were explaining to me this whole concept of the team and the U.S., whatever the hell it is. Oh, the 24-hour team? Well, okay. about – because I remember – so I just talked to uh, – speaking of guys that have podcasts, I just talked to Eric Schranz, the guy that runs the Ultra Runner podcast, and he was saying how, like, like there's some sanctioned, like, 50K race or whatever that's, like, the American qualified, but nobody gives a shit about it, and then there's the real stuff. There's hard rock and, you know, Western states and all that stuff. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's certain things that are, like, oh, Olympic. Ultra, uh, ultra running. Okay, yeah, or, so, like, Olympics or. Well, so, yeah, so. I, mean, I think you, you, the the uh, mainstream uh, ultra running, really the, the focus is on West Coast trail running. Right. Uh, you know, Western states or. Uh, and I and maybe it's a little unfair to say West Coast because you have UTMB, uh, you know, in in, in France. But uh, Leadville, Hardville, Leadville, Hard yeah, Rock, so there's Western a lot States more, are the big look, ones. You, you, there's a lot more um, running through the the, the you know you, that's where you get your pictures on uh, the uh, magazine covers is is the ter- the difficult terrain and and uh, let's face it you got younger uh, you know, runners with uh, long flowing hair and, and bear you know beards and then you've got your road and track short loop ultras you know whether 24 hours where you got joe fegis that's 52 years old bald deaf you know wearing hearing aids you know running around uh just basically a short loop round and round in circles it's just not the same type of attraction uh to seeing that but um that's where in a lot of people's opinion is is there's a lot of competition so it's just a different type of competition i mean you have it in both places but it's just and it's not out you can take your the best tra- trail runners mountain trail runners and it doesn't mean they're going to do well on the short loop multi-day ultras um vice versa you take some uh somebody like me that could could run a, a good short loop multi-day six-day three-day 24-hour yet is going to finish middle middle of the pack in the trail it's not apples to apples right but so what was were you on are you on some sort of olympic team or something i was i mean i i was on the uh i guess was that five years ago uh i was on the bronze medal team where with mike morton on the you we represented u.s so every year they'd have a, a world championship and we went to poland and uh, there was probably 35 countries put U.S. Olympic uh, uniform on, and uh, you'd run, compete. We ended up getting third. I guess that was 2012. Uh, and then, um, and that's when Mike Morton ran his 172 miles. The following year, I made the team again, uh, and uh, we won the gold. Uh, absolutely uh, huge. Uh, uh, 
shock uh, that we did it. We only had five runners. Uh, two of our runners had issues. Either one had injury, the other one. So you have to have, it's like cross-country high school running. You have to have three runners score. Um, we had an unknown guy, John Dennis, never forget. He had run, I think, 140 miles in a 24-hour to qualify. And, 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 uh, and he had run, he had won Umstead, I think, with a 14-hour, 100-miler. Uh, but uh, so I mean, he was very, very talented. But I remember being on the uh, the bus, the the team bus, the day before, and saying, "John, you know, what are you what are you going to try to run?" And he said, "Uh, 160-ish." You know, I'm like, how in the hell are you going to run 160 miles? Yeah, I mean, thinking to myself, you, you haven't run 100, you barely ran 140, but you know, knock yourself out. Um, John Olson was our big runner. He was our number one runner that we were expecting, hoping that you know he would he would uh, uh, do quite well. Uh, I remember the race started out. I had run a ridiculous. I, I was leading. I was in front of John Olson. Uh, uh, is it like leading. relay style? You take turns, or you all no, get no, out there? Everybody. I mean, it's it's go as far as you can in 24 hours from the word go. Each runner. Um, and I remember going the first marathon. I was through. I ran 3:22. I think the first marathon, which is way the hell too fast for me. Ended up bonking. Ran ridiculous. I think it was 1440, 100 mile. Um, uh, it started sleeting. Uh, it, it was pouring down sleet, uh, just miserable conditions. Long story short, John Olson, John Dennis finishes second overall, ran a, like 162 miles. He did what he had said he was going to do. Wow. John Olson won the race, so America finishes first and second. He ran 167 miles. Uh, I ended up ninth. Uh, in the world with uh, 154 miles. So we won. In fact, I think our combined total is third best uh, in the history of the uh, the world championship for the 24 hours. And it was just so we won the gold medal. So I mean, it was just it was just unbelievable. Uh, I mean, it's, I mean uh, so so that's uh, what is is uh, another goal when I was running some of these races was to get ready for that to qualify and to get ready. Okay. And are you still on that team or no? Uh, no, I, um, I had, I had with that performance, I was supposed to run in 2015. Um, and it ended up getting canceled, uh, by the IAU. Then they switched to every other year. Um, they had the championship in 2015. I did not qualify. Now, uh, it's supposed to be next year in Austria Word just got out two weeks ago that they canceled it. IAU canceled again. Their, whether it gets uh, uh, just because nobody no funding for it. It was the fun. Yeah, it's it's basically you need two hundred fifty thousand. The host city and the uh, I don't I'm not sure what how reason it fell through, but it had something to do with the financials. So they're trying to see if another city is going to pick it up. Uh, but uh, uh, the the to qualify, I think I'd have to run one hundred fifty two miles. And I mean, I'm gonna. I got some 24 hours uh, lined up, but um, it, it, it's not gonna be easy. I, I'm I'm uh, I'm focused more on the six day than the 24. I don't know if I have a 152. What's or. so? What's the pace? What's 24 hour pace you got to keep for 150? Uh, that would be basically uh, probably. I want to say mid. Let's see. 10-minute pace would be 144 miles, so probably like a 945 per mile pace. It's, it's, it's like running a four-hour marathon for 
24 hours. Well, it's kind of like what we were just doing, right? Our little run we just went on. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> just like do that. that for a day. Yeah, it's, it's, it's style. Oh, that's insane, dude. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't want to go through every single one of these, no. but you just, you, you, you continue to win, you know, a fair amount. Uh, I mean, plus it's been so long. You've done so many of these. Um, it's always cool to see someone's age, like sort of go up through the years though, too. Like, you know what I mean? Cause like, you still got to keep it, you still got to keep it going. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, what is the strolling gym? That's another Laz race, right? Yeah. That's a 41 mile uh, uh, classic uh, road point to point in over there, War Trace, Tennessee. Right. Yeah. Uh, another good one. All right. What's Merrill's Mile right here in Dahlonega? Uh, that's just a, a short loop, one mile at the Army uh, base or the Ranger uh, training base uh, that uh, you you go round and round for 48 hours. So. And you, it looks like you've won that one a couple times, maybe. Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. We recently uh, did that, and uh, I think I ran 190 miles, which uh, in the heat wasn't too bad. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, and these uh, the point to point races, your 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 uh, your finish placements is, are considerably lower. They are, <laughs> they are. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. The, the uh, so it looks like so you just had Merrill's Mile again. Yep. July 6th. That was that just happened. Um. So the so you got the big the big backyard ultra coming up this yeah, that's year. Gonna be a, yeah, that's going to be a, uh, a competitive uh, that and uh, and then like I said, we're hosting another indoor six day race uh, next August in Milwaukee. We rented out uh, uh, Steve Durbin. <laughs> six days in the dome, the Redux. The Redux. There you go. Um, Oh, I like this. The picture you chose is like some woman. That's Tracy Falbo, and she uh, broke the uh, merit. She ran 242 miles in 48 hours, breaking the uh, uh, U.S. Uh, record. So, yep. so Redux meaning we're not doing Alaska anymore. We're we doing Wisconsin. Yeah, it, yeah. Going to Pettit Center, uh, 400. That's the Olympic training uh, center for. Uh, uh, speed skating, and this is a 440 meter track that encircles the. But again, you're still you're still like sort of producing and participating. I am, but it, it was it's Steve Durbin uh, is doing uh, virtually uh, all of the the heavy lifting on the race directing. I, I just I just helped uh, get some of the runners uh, and get the word out uh, in the community. And so you've got how many registered so far? We sold out like two days after it opened with uh, 70. Uh, I think we have, in fact, uh, got have a couple extra. I mean, we have a waiting list of, I, I don't know, uh, a, a number of uh, runners that would like to run. Um, and uh, we've got just a world-class multi-day uh, it's going to be good. It's going to be good, yeah. And why 70? Why not, I don't know, 100? Well, just... you, you don't want to have the track too uh, full, too crowded. Uh, to you know, take away from record performances. Um, so that was trying to figure out that sweet spot. We've we've heard they have a mar- indoor marathon each year, and they put comfortably 110 runners on there. So we really could go up uh, to a higher amount, but uh, we we intentionally wanted to make sure that uh, you know it's it's a it, it's ideal conditions. And so. For your future plans, you're just going to keep kind of like seeing as the like, hey, that's that's a race I'd like to do. That's a record I'd like to break. And let's sign up and do that. Oh, yeah. That's just kind of how you look at the world. That's how I look at it. Yeah. 
Yeah. And hey, the, the one other race that I don't think we talked about that was just a lot of just a neat experience was uh, uh, coast to coast race uh, across Puerto Rico. And we had it was about uh, 10 of us. It's 183 miles from one coast to the other coast. You go through the rainforest and to the highest point, uh, highest mountain in Puerto Rico. And it was just unbelievable. You'd have uh, each runner would have a police escort. Uh, either on a motorcycle or a car, and just being in Puerto Rico, the people are just absolutely wonderful, and just a race like no way. It's like it's it was like Ball State on steroids. Each runner gets its own police escort. Uh, uh, yes, yeah. It was it, now it's it, it was a it's a limited number of runners that were invited to do it, uh, but um, and they had a, and then they had an open fifty mile race, um, but it, it was uh, it's something else. Um. Yeah, I'm still so surprised, and we talked about this a little bit. We were out running that you don't have a damn shoe sponsor for a guy who, who. Well, the you know the the Hoka shoes that I uh, oh I guess probably shouldn't have mentioned the name, but uh, anyway, you know I I have a tendency of cutting them up, and they probably aren't too happy with me cutting. I know, but you're famous for it, so it's like it's <laughs> like you know what I'm saying. It's like it's not you're not famous for throwing them away. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna, but I'm really looking in for 2020. I made it a point. I'm gonna grow up pretty nice long beard and make some hair and, <laughs> and then that's what's gonna, you know, gonna you know do something with my hearing aids i'll figure out you know be a little bit more attractive for the international community right you think that's what would that's what would do it oh absolutely i mean i just feel like you know i, I realize it's a niche within a niche i get it i just i feel like uh specifically for that reason like hey look at all the airtime quote unquote your shoes those shoes will get because there's so many photo ops because you're running for six days right it's not just like some that's that's right some hundred miler that's over in uh blink of an eye comparatively speaking um do you ever do like a five or a 10k like in the neighborhood just for the heck of it i mean and you know that's probably what i really need to focus on these next six months is is entering more the the 5k's 10k's half marathon marathons and uh i mean it's all good in ocr i mean uh, anything you can do uh, to from a whole body perspective, getting in the gym, that's another thing that I really need to do is, is get back, get the upper body uh, working out and uh, you know, being fit. Yeah, I started doing some local races just because they, they, they literally put one on like right here, like on that belt line we just did. There were two races in about a matter of weeks that were on there. And I was like, well, why not, right? And then, like, it is kind of fun. Like, I, you know, I, I always, like, I give, like, the street racer shit, like, obstacle community, ultra community, very welcoming, very, like, sure. community. Yeah. You hang out before or after, you know, famously, 5Kers, they put in their earphones and they leave afterwards. But uh, I just thought, you know, I need to mix it up. Why not try something different? Yeah. Me- meet some different people. And so I've I've done a few. I'm going to sign up for a few more. That's awesome. That's right? great. I'm yeah, going to do a half in a couple weeks that I hadn't thought about. I'm like, yeah, why not? Yeah, hey, and before we go. Uh, your run ATL, I have to say, I mean, it is such a, a great event. I mean, well, thanks, what dude. you do, uh, you know, you, you are, uh, the changing it up each a little bit. I mean, you're, you're, you're becoming a little bit like Laz in some respects. Well, d- please. Unique, I mean, so. wait a minute. So wait a minute. Did you do the summer one? I feel like you did the winter I one. Yeah. I wasn't able to do the summer one this, this, this time, but, uh, definitely next year. You, you got to come back because we brought back the danger. We brought back the train tracks and, uh, people just love it. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, I think the concept's great. And, uh, I, I congratulate you on it. Oh, well, thanks dude. Honestly, that means a lot, man. Good. All right. Anything else you want to 
No, hey, really thank, uh, appreciate you having me on. It was a great time. Well, let's look. You, let's you, do it uh, next time a little quicker than five not years. Not six years. That's well, six well years. why don't we do it um, maybe after uh, maybe after uh, six days in the Dome, the Redux, maybe. Absolutely. Let's do it. All right, dude. Good talking. Great. Well, there you have it. Joe Fijis at my house. And I want to apologize. That was back in August, and I have no idea how that much time went by, but... You listen to all this content. You know all the stuff I've had to put up, either time frame sensitive or, yeah, mostly time frame sensitive, either races or news or what have you. So thanks, Joe, for coming by. Uh, that was recorded here at the old house way back in August. This weekend, I've got a trail half marathon. And considering my diet has been lousy uh, and my training has been mm, okay. Uh, We'll see how that goes. Hope you're enjoying it wherever you are. Stay tuned for lots and lots of great content coming up. This podcast every Tuesday. uh, Obstacle Discourse with Davis and Chase every Thursday. We've got videos that go up on Facebook and our YouTube. Uh, Exciting things a lot coming content-wise for video. I think that's about it. I have got to run.